Dude, you know what the fucked up part about the last ep- the last episode is? What? You make me look really gay. <laughs> Doing what? You know, Eddie, if you come out and you say that you're gay, I'll accept you. You know, somebody, oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody says that you're sucking dick on the weekends, like <laughs> I will punch them. Like it's none of none of your business, dude. I'm just trying to tell you how good of a friend I would be if you were gay. Now people, now 400 people <laughs> listen to us think I'm gay. Dude, it's okay. It's not okay because I'm not gay. Roberto says otherwise. Roberto can go suck one. Yeah, well, I've got beef with Roberto right now. <laughs> Why? Because we're here at 10 a.m. instead of fucking 7 or 8 a.m., okay? <laughs> I did get to sleep 11 hours last night, which is awesome. Awesome. But still, <laughs> half of my day has gone now. <laughs> Okay, and guess what? He didn't even go to breakfast with you like he said he was going to. Thanks, Roberto. I already messaged him, but this is for you, Roberto. You better not. You better not. <laughs> I won't incriminate myself over over audio, but you better not. You better not. I got the pictures, buddy. <laughs> family so today we're gonna teach man how to relate with your stepmoms stepsisters uh if they get stuck how to stuck get them unstuck uh they get stuck in the dryer a lot dryer window, under the table yeah, under the a table, window, window. Uh, sometimes couch like in the cabinet underneath the sink trying to reach like you know when the controller falls and they're trying to get the controller yeah their hand the might get stuck yeah. in the couch so they get the only way to get them out is to fuck them yeah well uh, it's it's perverse but sometimes like in the washer and depending on the type of washer like it's like if you load if it from the top, top load yes yeah. i mean it's easier Easy. yeah but at the same time like i got stuck in one yesterday Damn, who saved you? My stepbrother. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you can see well today, Sean? <laughs> I have bruises. <laughs> but yeah, dude, so dishwasher. I've seen people getting stuck in the dishwasher. Yeah, there's that little thing in there that, exactly. that dries mm-hmm. them, you know, and it mm-hmm. goes blah, 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 blah. You know what was the dumbest one that I saw? Someone getting stuck under a pillow. Yeah, see, that doesn't make any sense. And but I saw still, someone get stuck under the bed when clearly they were moving back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not even stuck. You're just looking for an well, excuse. Well, maybe, maybe they're stuck. But when you start trusting, then it kind of like... It's like putting butter on them. Exactly. Gotcha. I saw one when this girl gets stuck in the tent. Oh, yeah, with the zipper? She, but she wasn't even stuck. She just pretended? I mean, you could see all around her body was not even touching the tent. Well, dude, sometimes, and this is like people that believe in astrology, you know, sometimes that is forces. Invisible force fields. Invisible force fields. Forces of force fields. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she went stuck in one. That's true. I mean, who are we to judge, Dark right? spirits. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to, like, get your crystals and use them as fucking dildos so you can get them unstuck. You should make sure you wash them because there's a lot of dirt on crystals. Yeah. They were in the earth. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so we're talking about La Familia. La Familia. And if you've been tuning in to the relationship shit, then uh, you'd know this is episode three. Numero tres. What he said. The first one was about love life. Uh Uh-huh. Second one was about friends and business. Mm Mm-hmm. And this one is La Familia. La Familia. Okay, so I'm familiar. Okay, anyway. <laughs> In a lot of these uh, relationships, right? Love life, business life, friendships, familia. You'll notice a lot of the same, same traits. Same traits, you know? There's just like different levels, different emotions, things that go involved. But I mean, at, at the base of it, you've got your your... Trust, respect, compromise, support, um, 
uh, I don't know. There's there's some that get left out, some that stay in there. But you know, you've you've got to have some sort of boundary and expectation for your relationships, and it definitely changes as we both know, depending on the family member, the past with the family member. Well, something that I think about families, dude, is like it's not an expectation. It's something that should be given, especially with your immediate family. Right. Like, if you have a good family with good foundations and good morals and standards, like, you understand what unconditional love is. Right. Because your family just love you because they love you. And there's no other. Well, that's what I mean by expectation, like, of respect, trust, honesty, like, being supportive, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Because, like, so I will... Put as an example, my relationship with my nephews, like, I don't remember any of my uncles acting the way I act with my nephews. Right. And I don't blame them. Like, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, these motherfuckers didn't do this. Like, you know, we're different. So right. I'm trying to give my nephews what my uncles didn't give to me or the experience of, like, having an uncle there for them. Right. So I love my nephews unconditionally. It don't matter, like who's the first one, who's the second one, who's more emotional, who's more this or that. Like, I just love them the same. Right. But that's, I don't think they have an expectation for me to love them. That's just something that comes out from me. And I don't expect nothing from them, but that they they give, they give the same. Like they right. give the same energy back, you know? So it's just right. like. But I mean, like in a family, like I guess what would separate family and love and business and friends mm-hmm would be that there needs to be some sort of like sense of belonging to your family. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you would like feel included in the family and not, uh, like you're an outcast. Yeah. Not like an outcast or like they treat everybody differently in the family and like you get the shit into the stick, you know, which I think that happens a lot, dude. And, and especially when stable parents. Yeah. I feel like there's a treatment from different, like if you're the oldest, like, this is something that I understand, that if you're the oldest, you can relate with other people that are the oldest in Right. If you're the middle one, you'll relate more with people that are the middles. Right. And if you're the younger one or the youngest, you can relate with. So, it's right. kind of like you create those relationships with the same people as, as a, what is it? How can I say this? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Continue. Lost my thought. So, there are a few extras that I kind of wanted to talk about whenever it comes to family relationships that I think are important and just overall different Mm -hmm. from the rest of them that, like, really separates the family, right? So, the first one is called attunement. And that is putting aside distractions for personal time and bonding. So, like, you know, say you go to lunch with your sister and she's on her phone the whole time. You don't feel like she's valuing your time or, like, she wants to even be there, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're a codependent. I'm sure that's something that's big. You know, it's like, well, why doesn't she want to, like, pay attention to me? You know, like, Mm -hmm. we're here. Why doesn't she want to pay attention to me? She's, you know, she's more invested in somebody else Mm -hmm. than being with me. So, I think that is important. And everybody at some point or another is definitely like guilty of, you know, not being present, whether it's having an argument beforehand and you're still being kind of petty about it or in this day and age being on your phone a little bit more than you should, which I mean, I can say that I've done it and I still probably do it too much. But do you have any? So I will say that. So this is I'm going to put my family as an example. So we live in a chaotic household. Like it was just chaotic. Uh, and once everybody kind of like got their own place and started living their own lives, we were able to like come together and pretty much understand each other. Right. Because when we were at the same house, living at the same house, I will have to put up with my with my dad's abuse or like the way he was with us and with, especially with my mom. So as an older sibling, I always have to protect my siblings, and I always have to protect right. my mom. So there were times that I was about to fuck up my dad, 
and I'm not proud of it, but I was about to like fight my dad. Like, either you fucking stop or I'm gonna fucking right. punch you in the fucking face. I don't wish that on anybody because that fucks you up really bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the that was basically how we lived in this house. So once my sister uh, had the kid, his her uh, her first kid, it kind of changed changed everything, and a little bit changed things. And then my mom and dad decided to separate. Well, my mom actually uh, leave the house and get her own place. Uh, that helped a lot too, because now I didn't have the, I didn't have to basically like protect nobody. Yeah. It Not relieved even, a lot of stress. Yeah, it relieved a lot of stress on me. And a lot of tension in the room. Like, nobody knew, you know, like, I'm sure nobody would really know, like, anything could happen at this point, you mm-hmm. know, and now it's like, well, now now it's kind of feels safe. And this is things that basically people don't know <clears throat> about me, but it's like, I couldn't leave my house because the house is in my fucking name. So anything that happened to this house, it was going to bite me in the ass. Right. So I pretty much had to stay here so I can, like, at least... Take Keep care. the house. Take yeah. care of the house. Uh, so with my mom leaving, my sister take, uh, having her own place, uh, having her kid, and moving moving with his husband, her husband, and then my brother getting his own place and moving in with his girlfriend. I it was just me and my dad, <clears throat> and for a while it was difficult. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't talk to each other. There right. would be a lot of tension and shit. Until, like I said, I decided to basically. You know what? I need to be the bigger man. I need to change things for myself and stuff like that. So I forgave him. Yeah. We still had fights and stuff. But now the relationship is better. Like, it's just way better. And I'm sure, like, even if there was maybe no long talk about it or, you know, from both sides or something, that even just, like, putting it out in the open like that, and even if you may not know how to, like, respond. I think the first thing that tell people you, need to understand is, like. I'm sure that the tension kind of, like was better because you're like well now he knows how i feel Mm -hmm. you know and i think the most important part about like uh forgiving your parents is understanding that they have their own traumas right and once you understand that they have their own traumas you can be more understanding and be like listen i don't hate i don't hate you i love you because you're my dad i love you because you're my mom i know you did what you could or the best thing that you could for me Right. Even though maybe I'm fucked up in the head, but I understand that you tried to do the best that mm-hmm. you could, and it wasn't your fault. So I understand. I forgive you, and now you take responsibility of yourself. Right. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to change. I mean, you're not going to change them. Of course, with time, they will change. They will make things different, and relationships are going to be different. Yeah. But you have to take the first step, and that's what I did. I took responsibility of myself. Right. I took responsibility of, of fixing my relationship with my dad. So it was like, I have to forgive him for what he did to me, which it was basically him make me feel that I'm not worth it. I'm not lovable. Like, I'm just nothing. Like, but really, he just doesn't really know how to communicate that. And exactly. I mean, and he did that to probably me. Probably like, just has high expectations of you. you know? He had the expectation of me being like him because I'm the firstborn. So you, you're supposed to be like your right. dad, and you like your dad is supposed to be proud of you. But with all the problems that he had with my mom, I was like, no, I don't want to be like you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, dude, I became him. I became the thing that I hated the most. Yeah. So by trying not to be like him, I became him until I started realizing what I, what was going on. And the thing is, like, he make he made it clear. And sometimes he doesn't understand what he did because sometimes I talk to him and he's like, did I really do that? I was like, yeah, you fucking did that. And he made it clear that my sister and even my little brother were more important than me. Right. I'm nobody. So that really fucked me up and still fucks me up. And that's the reason I have, uh, I'm working on myself and all this shit because, I mean, when you have, when the person that is supposed to tell you I love you and you're the most important thing to me, tells you differently as a kid and growing up and shows you with actions that you don't fucking matter and nothing that you do fucking matters. Like it really gets into you. Right. And so once I started, like once we live separate, we were able to create better relationships. And now that I'm less codependent than I used to be, now I actually put boundaries with my family. 
And if they step on those boundaries, I talk to them and I'm like, hey, listen, you don't do this shit to me no more. Right. Like back then, that's fine. Now, you don't. And you're not gonna, like, you're not gonna disrespect me. You're not gonna do this. Or if I feel disrespected or if I feel some kind of way, I always voice my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them, I don't want to lose the relationship with you guys for something stupid. Right. So we either don't do it and we keep respecting each other and living the life or we just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And especially with the podcast, dude. Like there's been topics and stuff that I have posted and blah, blah, blah. And I have problems with my sister and my mom. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like you don't see the things that I, you don't see the things my way. You just want to see the things your way. Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying. I understand you deal with guys that were assholes. <clears throat> but you're just, you're just blaming all the assholes on everybody. And that's not fair. Because I can talk shit about women too. From my experiences. Right. But is that going to do any, any good for me? No. So even with my brother or my dad, like I have topics that it's just like, no, that's not. I'm like, do some research. Like just do a little bit of research. And it's all about creating those boundaries. It's all about communicating. Right. Just like with any other relationship, it's all about communicating, uh, putting boundaries, and make sure they respect your boundaries. And if you're going to spend time, like let them know that you really want to spend the time with them, with the tournament. Right. Like, I really want to spend time with you guys. Right. Make them, under make them Which understand. Which normally that you guys important. like exactly. go to breakfast and. Exactly. So that's, yeah. a, that's the reason my dad and my brother, we sometimes go to breakfast. Sometimes we just go to my sister's house and just chill over there. Yeah. Like we have better relationship. But it was until everybody pretty much separated. That you came way, together more. That we came together more. Right. Then I will say, like, being, like, doing this project and stuff with you, like, hearing you talk about all that has definitely helped me because I've been in a weird place for the past couple of years, like, with my mom, where, like, you know, I've, I've never, like, harbored anything against mm -hmm. my mom, like, really, or my dad, really, um at least for the most part, you know, but it's like both of my younger sisters, like they don't talk to my mom. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'm the messenger, right. And which is fine. You know, yeah. like I'm like, I'm the oldest. I know how to deal with it. I I've done my work. Like yeah. they, they still need to like do their work mm -hmm. and like I can deal with things differently Yeah, and actually have discussions and not be irrational or, you know, slick tongue or anything, but it's helped because what I try to do is like, I try to like, let my sisters know, like, Hey, this is why she's like this. And it's, it's not a thing that's aimed towards you. It's just the only way she knows how to communicate. And it's, she doesn't, see herself doing anything wrong because she doesn't know that it's wrong because she wasn't taught any better. Mm -hmm. So like these things are things that you need to be like bringing up in your, your counseling and therapy sessions, mm -hmm. like to learn how to like internalize that and realize that like, it's not, not you, yep. it's projection, mm -hmm. which is what a lot of like bad relationships are is projections. You yeah, know? exactly. Anything that's been projected on you, you soak in and you project on other people. Or even just in the short term, if you're in a bad mood, you project that on other people. So it's kind of helped me realize, like, to be there for my sisters a little bit more in a way that maybe helps them make sense and relieve a little bit of that tension. Because, like... I think my middle sister didn't talk to my mom for like months, like at all, like nothing. Like she would go see my, my baby sister and like, wouldn't talk to her at all. Like Christmas was to the point where my mom was like, I'm not wanted here. I'll just go in the room. So you guys can spend time with your little sister. I'm like, bro, like nobody's saying that, you know? So it's like, but it also has allowed me to like communicate a little bit better with her 
and like not be afraid to say things. But it's a little bit different because, you know, yours was with your, with your dad and mine was with my mom. So my mom is a lot more irrational about things, like just blows everything out of the water. Oh, dude, like my dad is a male, but he sometimes is irrational as a female. Yeah. Okay. But like it's it's helped me how to learn how to deal with all that in a way that I don't let it get to me. You know what I mean? Our conversations. So the attunement thing comes a little bit easier now than it did because for a while there, like I didn't want anything to do with my dad. So I would just ignore him as a whole. Not that I see him a lot. Like I might see him twice a year for minutes, Mm -hmm. like not even hours, like minutes. But like we text now, like we just talk about things we have in common now. And that's just how our relationship is now. My mom, we might not have like long conversations. We'll probably just talk about my son more than anything. And like, that's just kind of the relationship we have now with my sisters. It's a lot more of like, do you need anything? Like, you know, like, what do you need? How's your day going? You know, just like more supportive things. So that's, trying to give them a little bit more attention because i mean we're we're close to the point of like hey i need help but we're not close to the point of like we talk you know what i mean and i think an important thing that people need to understand is that you cannot force a relationship right with chaotic people yeah i feel like people need to understand that it's not about forcing a relationship it's just about understanding where those traumas come from yeah I couldn't force a relationship with my dad. And sometimes, dude, I still sometimes, like, he gets on my fucking nerves and he gets me to a point that I really just want to fucking... That I even, like... I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, he gets me emotional again. And yeah. he gets me to a point that I just feel like fucking crying. Because right. I'm like, can you cannot, like... Dude, we're telling you this. Can you not fucking understand what we're telling you? Right. So I'm not saying that you have to force or you have to, like... I'm not saying that by you... Uh, saying I forgive you I'm not saying that you have to have a relationship with them right all I'm saying is I forgive you is for is for you to get freedom from the traumas that happen yeah. and it's not something that is just gonna happen like oh I forgive you and then all of a sudden you feel better and all of a sudden like things change and and it's just like better and no dude like it's fucking work because like yeah. even though even though I have done a lot of work and doing this with you has helped me a fucking ton. I st- and dude, I still sometimes still have the fucking trauma that. Right. I'm I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't. I'm unlovable and this and that, and it fucking hurts. It's never just gone. No, it's never gone. But the more you work on it, the more you know how to handle it. And not and project more, that on other people. Exactly. Which is important. Exactly. So once you are aware of the traumas, once you're aware of the shit that you right. have to want to, you don't do that to other people because you understand how much it fucking hurts. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I'm not saying. Build really a relationship. Force a re- no. Let it happen. If it happens, good. If it doesn't happen, right. at least you're still free. But like that shit. Telling somebody like how you feel about things, kind of unloading in like a, a rational way. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Like if you have a bad day and you talk to somebody about it, like it just helps talking about yeah. it. Like it helps to literally just externalize it. So, and then maybe that other person isn't totally irrational and, you know, sees while you're talking like, Oh, like maybe I don't understand what I did, but like, I see that there was an effect. So like Mm -hmm. it cuts the tension a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, maybe I need to let off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I need to like start seeing things a little bit differently, Mm -hmm. but not only that, but then it like, then you're not walking around full of tension exactly. around that person. Cause if you're holding your tongue around somebody for what, like 20 years, 
Mm-hmm. Like just all the tension, just being around that person mm-hmm. allows you to blow at any minute. Yeah. But like after you actually say something mm-hmm. and explain things, then it's like now they know. Yeah. And now I don't have to sit here and be like, if only that motherfucker knew. You know what I mean? So it's like boys in those things. That's what I'm saying. That putting boundaries, boys in talking, communicating, saying things, being honest. Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You have to be honest. You have to be, what is it? Assertive. Assertive, yeah. Assertive with your words. This is how I fucking feel. Well, especially with family because... Dude, like, especially family with your family. is very different. Like, they like to do guilt trips and, you know, tell you that that didn't happen or ask your sister. That never happened or it happened completely differently and stuff. And, like, gaslighting. And the good know? way, to, yeah, dude, like, the best way to, like... Deal like, with real that gaslighting. And that's something that... Uh, again, I'm just going to put my family on this. It's like, if I feel disrespected, I always tell them. It's like, this is how it's going to go. You either respect me or I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop talking to you. Yeah. But these are my boundaries. These are my beliefs. If you can change my beliefs with proof and this and that, fine. I change my beliefs. But the thing is, like, if you're just going to disrespect me because you feel disrespected for some bullshit, don't bring me that bullshit. Right. Because I don't care. And something that I see, like, because I will say, like, the biggest will be with my sister with some of the things that I post or things like that. She actually, I think she fucking unfollowed me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame her. Like, that's the thing that I don't blame her because I know she's going through her own process. So I don't stop talking to her. Yeah. I don't stop telling her how much I love her. I don't stop telling her how much I care for her and care for her kids. Like, I don't stop doing that. I just know she has a trauma that she has to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because I had to go through my own trauma. I don't blame her for nothing. Yeah. Like, nobody's in the same spot. Exactly. But at the same time, her trauma, she doesn't have to put her trauma on me. Right. And that's something that she needs to understand, that your family needs to understand. Because one thing that my sister will do, she will do like she will explode just like my dad. Like we will be talking, and all of a sudden she's raising her her voice. Right. And I'm like, listen, like if you really want to talk and you want to come to like senses, like don't raise your voice at me, because that gets annoying. But that's her way of dealing with opposition, or that's her way of dealing with things. Right. I disagree. I don't blame her. But that's how she was taught. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like having that understanding and don't let it destroy the relationship. It's just like, I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to be able to handle yourself, then we're not going to have this conversation. Yeah. Because I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not being disrespectful. But if you're going to start yelling at me, fuck that. I don't want to be mad at you. I don't want to go home being like this bitch. Who the fuck she thinks she is talking to me like that? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah. If you can talk right. Because then that causes more tension. Exactly. Then I'm not going to be able to see my nephews. Yeah. And I want to be there for my nephews. I want to be there for my sister. Right. So it's like understanding other people's traumas helps you. And. And helps them. All of this kind of goes with the second one that I want to talk about, which is attachment. And basically it's. Being committed to repairing damage to the relationship, like Mm -hmm. disagreements and compromises and stuff like that. And the way that all of this and attunement kind of go with that is, like, you know that you and your sister don't agree on certain things. So you don't talk about those things Mm -hmm. and you talk about things that are productive to the conversation of whatever other subjects that you have to talk about. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you and your dad don't see eye to eye. So, you know, like... Oh, I, I don't need to mention this around him because nothing good comes out of it. Exactly. But we still love each other and mm-hmm. we're still there for each other. So it doesn't matter that we can't talk about one topic. Like mm-hmm. one topic is nothing. You know, like my grandpa's extremely political and anytime that I have even some like even if you say like a political joke or something like that, he just goes on and on and on about politics. And I'm like, it was a joke. Yeah. You know, I'm like, so I know like don't talk politics around grandpa. You know, not a big deal. I don't like talking about politics anyway, or Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing with my aunt. And so 
like knowing that you have disagreements, but still being okay with that person is a different kind of like acceptance, Mm -hmm. you know, like your sister might think that you are an extremist, but she still loves you. Mm -hmm. She still wants you to be around Mm -hmm. her kids. She still wants you to be around the family. Like it's just a different kind of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And with family, you can do that with friends. It can be a little bit different because with friends, you're absorbing those people, right? So, and if it's an important topic, Mm -hmm. right? So like with friends, let's just say like, like let's just say you're against rape and your friend has done it in the past or whatever. And they Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I did that before. Like, are you still going to be cool with that person? Because that's a judgment thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, nah, I can't be cool with that person. Yeah. You know, like, was it 15 years ago? And like, they re- they regret it. I can be friends with that person because mm-hmm. they know they did it wrong. But if they don't show any remorse about something like that, yeah. and of course, that's just like an extreme mm-hmm. thing, you know. Yeah. But it's like, you are who you hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody that you're around is immoral in some shape or form, and you dislike it, you're not going to see their other views as moral either. Right? Because now you're going to be judging them for that one immoral thing because it's a big deal to you. And the thing is, dude, like, if you cannot be honest to the people around you, how do you expect them to be honest to you? Right. If you can't really be honest to them and be like, this is who I am, mm-hmm. I'm not changing. Right. Unless you show me different. Because that's the thing that people don't understand. And people just like to call other people extremists or fuckers or like, you're dumb or this yeah. and that. It's like, and that happened. That. I mean, I receive a, a message from someone calling me blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, you call me this. But you didn't even prove your point. And I, it reminds me of that. I saw this video the other day. It was actually like a reel or whatever. And it was Jordan Peterson, his wife, and his daughter, Michaela. And she was talking about... You know, you're 99th percentile and extrovert mom, you're 78 percent and extrovert. And he said something like, yeah, because she's a female and she says irrational things. And then Michaela goes, oh, yeah, like she starts to like argue with him. And then she literally stops in her tracks and goes, oh, <laughs> yeah. have you seen that? Mm-hmm. She like yeah. she's like, oh, and then he just kind of laughs and he's like, this is this is like the point that I'm making, you know, and it's just like she's in the middle of her like about to rebuttal. About to rebuttal. She goes, oh. That's what I'm doing. She, like, catches herself. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm emotionally replying right yeah, now. Exactly. To, like, statistical yeah, things. Exactly. And, so, like, it's different with family because, like, you can call each other out and you'll still be fine at the next family dinner. Like, nobody harbors any anything for it. At least they shouldn't. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's family. Like, it, that's it should like- be different, you know? Like I'm passionate about what I'm doing, and I'm passionate about this, and the and the big like the biggest thing, man, is just like I see how men are fucking disposable. I see how men, like we're treated, we're treated like trash. We're treated like oh, we're disposable. We can just change. I can just get me another man. I can do this, this, and that, and, and like they don't like just like I don't understand where they're coming from. They don't understand where they like we are coming right. from. And the thing is, like until we don't understand that we have to come to a common agreement that okay, I know you suffer, yeah, and you understand that we suffer, and I can show you how, because I know the damage that men have made. I know how fucking, but those are not men, right? That's not masculinity. That's not that has nothing to do with my. Because this is the biggest thing, dude. The word patriarchy has been thrown around so much. That he meant that he lost what it what it's supposed to mean. Right. If you say that the patriarchy is oppressing, that's not a patriarchy. That's a tyranny. Yeah. That's different. That's the tyrannical that's patriarchy. Tyr- there's no patriarchy there. Well, that's what Jordan Peterson. Talks that's what about. I'm saying. But the the, the, <clears throat> the word patriarchy means it's protecting this and that. Like it has a completely different right. meaning. And what he was saying was like, if you call a, a patriarchy tyrannical, yeah. And you're benefiting from mm-hmm. it. Is it really tyrannical? Exactly. So when I say these things, when I talk to like my friends, or when I talk to my mom, or when I talk to my sister, or when I talk to my brother, 
like I see them getting a different response, but they don't know what I know. So I know they know this much. It's like an iceberg. Yeah. They know the top. I know the bottom. So I've been doing my research. I don't just don't fucking listen to Lizzo or Doja Cat and uh, fucking, what's the other one? Like all these fucking city girls. Yeah. You know, the Patrick Key is oppressing. You have to pop your pussy out. You have to do this. You have to do that. Get yourself another motherfucker. Get yourself money. This and right. that is like, okay, do it. And there, and I want to make a good point. If somebody posts something that you disagree with and you find yourself getting emotional about it, it is not that means you. Not only that, but there's a really good way to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Move the fuck on. Exactly. Move on. You're clearly not ready for a discussion, so move on. And that's my thing, bro. Like, that's my. I never, never have say something to people that post dumb shit that I yeah. know is dumb. I never reply. I never do this. I'm like, no, I don't. Because I don't have time. And and the thing is that you can show them the facts. Right. Because that's what I did to this person. It's like, okay, tell me. He couldn't tell me nothing. And then he agreed that he was going to be more mature and stuff when responding to shit that I said. And it's like, that's what I need. I need opposition. I need you to tell me when I'm wrong. Don't come to me just telling me that I'm an asshole. Come to me and tell me what I'm wrong. Right. And then we can have a discussion. I'm not against discussion. Because calling someone gay on Instagram comments on something because they don't agree with you or calling someone an asshole on Instagram comments because nobody, because that person doesn't agree with you does nothing for the conversation. No. It just shows me your level of maturity, maturity. and rationality. Exactly. Like that's what it shows me. I mean, because you... I don't even get mad, dude. Like, this point, I don't even get mad. I'm just, like, surprised that some people can't be that dumb. So, if you post something about it, and somebody says, what, are you gay or something? You're like, okay, so this already isn't a a productive conversation, because you're showing me that you can't even have an actual rebuttal. And the thing is, dude, like, this person got mad because I posted a picture with a feminist and a soldier. Right. And I said, while men are dying... These bitches are showing their tits and calling it empowering. In awareness, yeah. So it's like... In a completely different country. But the thing is like, go fight. You want equal yeah. rights? You want equal <clears throat> fights? And his thing was like, you're showing male superiority. We're superior. Okay? We are superior. We're made different. We're meant to fight. We're meant to protect. We're meant to provide. Right. We're meant to do these things. Even in sports, we show that men are better swimmers. Men are better lifters. Men are doing just... Dude, like, how much how much more... Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Like proof? Proof you need. Transsexual men are getting called better women. Transsexual men. So men are even better... To be women than women. And I'm not going with, I know we're going on a different adjacent, but like I'm just trying to make a point. Yeah. That we live in a world where everybody's just getting fucking brainwashed. Nobody's checking fucking uh, facts. And they just do what is trending. Right. They're just making you dumber. And you're fucking slobbing on that now. Yeah. And like I say, that's going to create and just bring it back to the family. Everybody has women in their family. Yeah. It creates problems whenever you say things like that. Dude, I love my sister. I love my mom. I love my grandma. I wish the things that happened to them didn't happen. So if I get married, I don't do that to my woman. Because that's how much I love women. Right. And if I have daughters, I'm going to teach them what a real man is. And I'm going to help them find a real man that is going to take care of them. Right. Because that's what you do as a parent and as a dad. You're supposed to tell your... it's like, you you don't, like, you tell them, like, this is what a man is, this is what a man does for you. But it also comes down to, like, you're not helpless. Like, you can do things. You're You're strong. strong. You can do things yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you're incredible for who you you are and and your genetic. Exactly. 
Like but, there is things that we cannot that do doesn't. that you have that speciality that you're special because of this. Right. You're more special because of this thing. And like you can change a tire if you want to. Yeah. That's fine. But if you get a man, you won't have to. And he's gonna make you don't have to. And guess it just what? makes it easier. And guess you know? what, daughter? He's gonna be super happy to do that for you. Right. Because that's his way he's not as gonna, a man of showing love to you. Yeah, that he's, he's not gonna be like, Why you. can't you do it? Exactly. No. <laughs> like He's going to be happy to do it. Right. And that's the biggest thing, man. They're changing gender roles and all that shit. And it's just like, it's crazy, dude. It's just fucking crazy. But let's continue with family and then we can talk about other stuff other time. So the next one that I want to talk about is tracking. And that is keeping track of your family's lives, details, and, uh, and to encourage them and make them feel cared for. Right. Mm-hmm. So... To me, especially with like immediate and maybe like surrounding immediate family, you know, like aunts, uncles, stuff like that. It's like you don't have to talk all the time, but you should be checking in on people Mm -hmm. every now and then. You know, like I don't talk to my aunts really, but every now and then I'll send them a text message like, hey, how are you? How are the cousins Mm -hmm. doing? You know, stuff like that. Or, like, while I'm on the phone with my grandma and my aunt walks in, like, we might have a conversation on the phone Mm -hmm. every now and then, you know. Or my aunt is about to start coming up here from Norman because she works for OU. She's about to start coming up here one day a month with this new position she got, and she wants to have dinner once a month. I'm like, cool, yeah, sounds great. Like, I don't mind. You can come see my new house. Mm -hmm. Like, sounds good. But it's like, you you should at least be keeping track and like showing them, you know, cause if they need something, they mm-hmm. need to know that they can come to you if yep. they need help, you know? And that for me has kind of been a problem over the past couple of years because I've been so like dead set on being like distraction free, I guess you could say. So like, and it sounds really bad, but like my grandma would be like, how are your sisters doing? I'm like, I haven't talked to him in months. I have no idea. No idea. Zero clue. You know, how, how's your how's your aunt doing? I haven't heard from her in a while. I have no idea. I haven't seen her since Christmas. You know, like... Mm-hmm. And it's just like... I don't know. Maybe I wasn't really in the place where I wanted distractions because I was stressed or something like that. So I kind of like let it go to the wayside. And I'm like, well, it's just easier if I don't. You know, and like if they need anything, they can let me know. Yeah, but it's like, are they really going to let you know if you don't say something every so I, now and then? So I think it's it's important to understand that checking in doesn't mean that you have to do it every fucking day. It doesn't yeah. mean that you have to do it like. So we have to understand that you have your people that you check in on a yeah. regular basis, but at the same time, and as a codependent, you you need to understand that you have to live your own life. Exactly. So checking in with people doesn't mean that you have to check them every fucking day. And right. that happens to me, dude. With my codependency and anxiety and shit, I always think the worst. So if I don't hear from my mom in three days, is she dead? Right. Sounds stupid, but that's how my brain works. Right. So I'm going to call her. I'm already worried. She hasn't called me. She hasn't said this. She hasn't said that. Hey, how are you? But then I've been able to handle it more to where I go through a whole week without talking to her. And I'd be like, you know what? It's time to talk to my mom. Because at the same time, it's it. Like, we must just be busy. Exactly. Like, it's okay. But I don't go out of my way to check in on her every time. Or my sister or my brother. It's just like, even with you, dude, like, you know, we have this thing that we're doing. But at the same time, and I know I'm bad at that, like texting you or stuff like that. Sometimes in the morning, I was like, okay, Sean. Hey, good morning, dude. Hope you have a fucking great day. Right. But I don't do it every fucking day. And if I have something to say to you, I'll say when it's needed, you know, but like, don't go out of your way or stop living your life just to check up on on people. Right. So I think that's a big one. Like if they need you and if like, I think the biggest thing that helped me understand, like fight that is that if something bad is going to happen, you know, you will know. Mm -hmm. So if you don't hear from them from two, three days, it doesn't mean that they're fucking dead or something like they're just living their life. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. So you're they're doing shit too. Like exactly. they're not just sitting around waiting for you to text them exactly. or call them. Like exactly. Everybody's got shit going mm-hmm. on. 
So you, mean, you, like, you live your life too. Like with my uncle, like he was like the positive male reinforcement in my life for a long time. And like even now, like we don't text daily. We don't even text weekly or mm-hmm. bi-weekly. You know, it's like when we found out we were pregnant, I called him. I let him know. He was happy for me. He said, what can I do for you? You know, stuff like that. And then when we had a, a miscarriage, like I called him, told him everything. He's like, well, if you need anything, let me know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a month apart, you know. Yeah. And then whenever we applied for this house and told him that we got it, you know, I called him. I was like, hey, dude, like we got this house. And, you know, he's like, well, cool. Like, let me know how I can help. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get the house, I'll be like, get the fuck up here. Like, yeah. Yeah. we're going to we're going we're gonna to grill and have some beers. Like, exactly. let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like we don't. Like, we know that if you need anything, mm-hmm. we're there. Or, like, if there's, like, a funny video on Facebook, you can send it to me. Like, But, like, we don't have to constantly be like, hey, how's hey. your day going? Hey, how's your day going? Because if something's fucked up and, you know, you're feeling emotional or something, like, you know you can get a hold of that person. And that's important, right, there, right. that you build that relationship. Yeah. Because that's the thing, dude. You have to build a relationship in order for them to know that they can count on you. Exactly. Because you haven't, if you haven't mm-hmm. built that relationship with these people, they don't know they can count on you. Exactly. So you have to let them know, not only by word, but by yeah. action. If you need me, let me know. Mm-hmm. If you need me, let me know. Right. Oh, you need me to do this? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, so you're telling me if I need you, you can do it. But when I need you, you don't do it? It doesn't work like that. Right. So if you say something, you do it. And that's going to let them know that whenever they need you, they're going to be there. But yeah. you, have, you have to build that relationship. Right. Not by words, by actions. And actions that back up your words. Yeah. And like, this is kind of one of those things like tracking is kind of like one of those things with relationships that you got to do with like friends too. Mm-hmm. sometimes like, I mean, I've got friends that I haven't seen in like years, mm-hmm. close friends, like friends that I've known for like 15 years yeah. that I haven't seen in like a year or two years, but we still check in with each yeah. other. And whenever we hang out, it's going to be like, we just saw each other last week, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, I guess and it's man. because we haven't like let that space get to one another because we both know that we have lives shit's been different i have a kid now i can't just drop everything and come to your house and hang out and if you come over to mine we're not going to get any private time so but like, the best you know, part and that's something that people need to realize do you build those relationships when you start giving unconditional love right to those people because i have friends from middle school from mexico that they still call me and they're like hey brother how are you dude right on my birthday they're like like hey brother I'm going to send you a big hug, man. We miss you. This and that. Like, I know I can count on them. And I know I have that special relationship with them. Like, they're some of my best friends. You know? But we're in a different life now. I mean, we're in a different fucking country. But they're still special to me. Yeah. When I hear from them, when I see that they're doing something special, or they did some, they achieved something great, I'm like, good for you, man. Like, I'm happy for you. Right. So it's like, at the end of the day, you need to understand that you, you're the one building those relationships. Yep. Being aware if you're codependent or not, that's really important in how you build those relationships too. Because sometimes you can build relationships out of codependency, just people pleasing. And those people are just going to take advantage of you. Yep. And then they're going to do something to you and you're going to be like, but I did all this thing for you guys. And that happened to me, dude. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was in charge of the youth group. The young adults group yeah. in my church. And I loved what I was doing. Like, it was something that I was good for. And I love it. I love how I help people and how people uh, find uh, Jesus and stuff in at church. I love what I was doing. And I was doing it really out of love, but at the same time, out of my codependency. And when they basically turned their backs on me, I was like, fuck you guys. Just like any nice guy. Yeah. When things are going great, oh, you know, and when things go bad, it's like, fuck you, motherfuckers, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now I don't do that. I don't build relationships out of, I'm going to, people please you. I know you want to be my friend, you show me how you want to be my friend. Right. You'll be real with me, I'll be real with you. But that's on me. Me building those relationships. 
And that's what people need to understand. You right. are the one building those relationships. And you allow people to treat you the way they will treat you according to how you treat yourself. That's really important too. Right. Now, with my codependency, I used to let people just to fucking walk all over me. Now it's like, no, this shit ain't going to fly. And if you don't change, especially with women, dude, because like I said, women have been the downfall of me with codependency. So nowadays, if they're like, oh, you know, I need time to think or this or that. I will be like, oh, yeah, take your time. Take your time. I'll, I'll be here. Now they tell me they're going to take their time. All right. Bye. Like, take all the time you want, but I'm not going to be here. Like, you know where you don't. Exactly. It's either we're adults. Yeah. You're a fucking 30-year-old woman. You know where you don't. Exactly. Because you know that you know. Exactly. Like, you know right now. Exactly. You knew before I got here. And the thing is, like, if they're going to tell you I have to think about it, they don't want you. Right. They don't want you. If they have to think about it, they don't that want means, you. That means, and whether or not it's intentional exactly. or not, they know before you even go there, they know exactly how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Because they know that the very first thing that they feel whenever you text them or you call them or say we're hanging out, like they know the emotion that they feel. Exactly. If they're just like, eh, you know, whatever, they know that. And the thing is, you're like, uh, and, and, and you know that. Exactly. You know? Because, like, I have this girl that we have a great time and stuff, and, and we dated for a couple months, and then all of a sudden she hit me with the bullshit. And she's like, oh, don't forget about me and this and that. And I'm like, I'm not going to promise that shit. Right. Because this is the thing you either want to be with me or you don't. Don't forget about me. Why? Exactly. What? Like, and that's the biggest thing. Like, if you want me, why the fuck are you saying these things? Right. Either you want me or you don't want me. Yep. And don't bring me that bullshit that, oh, don't forget about me and the special, like, no, fuck that. I'm going to forget about you because I don't need this shit. Yep. I don't need this shit in my life. You don't want to be in my life. You don't get to have a space in my fucking mind. Mm -hmm. As easy as that. You don't get to have that. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, you don't pay rent, dog. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that's basically allowing people to treat you right. the way you treat yourself. So respect your fucking self. So the last one that I wanted to talk about is different based on culture, mm-hmm. but everybody of some sort has it in its connection. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's building each other up based on everyone's uniqueness and creating culture and traditions with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you're going to have more traditions if you're in, let's just say a, a Hispanic family, than you are in like a white dude's family, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't have, I mean, like we have traditions, you know, like we do Christmas, we do Easter, we do shit like that. But it's like we don't have that like family get together mm-hmm. thing, you know, that a lot of people do. Like at least in my experience, mm-hmm. like, and maybe it's just the family I grew up in. Like we don't have those thing where it's like it's Sunday. Where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, like where the fuck you at? We're supposed to be hanging out right now. Like we don't have that in my family, at least. So it's like you need to have those like traditions where everybody gets together and maybe that's your time to check mm-hmm. in with people. You know, I have family that I don't see unless it's a holiday. Yeah. And nobody says anything about like, Oh, you need to call more. You know, it's like, it's good to see you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know? And so, and then also building each other up based on everyone's uniqueness. It's like, if you know that you're going to have a family get together and you know someone is good at the grill, be like, hey, you're yeah. the best at the grill. Get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah. if you know someone is good at making the fucking macaroni salad. Hey, grandma, go make us a macaroni mm-hmm. salad now yeah. or I'll break your hip. I mean, because you're the best at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But, you know, it's like. You, you got to realize that everybody's unique about something. If somebody's a good party planner, have them plan something. If you know somebody's good at decorating, hey, well, I want you to get a couple things and, like, do it up a little bit. You know, like, Junior's having a fucking birthday party. Go get the shit. And that's a, that's a good thing, man, because, like, again, example, my family, like, we didn't really... Like, when we live in Mexico, we used to get together with my, parent, with my dad's family. And yeah. that was always a fucking party. 
there was like 12 like he has like 12 siblings damn so it was like dude I will see sometimes on Christmas I will see like 20 of my cousins mm. and we will be all playing and shit and like that was awesome when yeah. I was a kid then problems just started happening and shit and like we kind of <laughs> like just uh got away of that but we never really celebrated with other people like right. the big families and stuff like yeah. we don't have those traditions and like I say, now that we're separated, now we celebrate each other more when it comes to like birthdays, Mother's Day, so like special days, like we celebrate it more. And we're starting to take on those traditions. And I just like this year, like my family actually got together and like we have dinner and stuff. And then we went to my sister's house. My sister, my sister uh, baked a cake for me. Yeah. And. And the thing, and they started like, dude, they made me cry. Like, I was about to cry. Mm -hmm. uh, they started singing happy birthday and you see my nephews on my side and like saying happy birthday and shit. And like, like I was about to cry. But the thing is like, we start building those things. We start building those traditions. We start yeah. building. And I will say like on chaotic households is difficult. But once. Because you're already around each other. Exactly. There's already so much tension all the time. Exactly. So whenever it was like those days, like my sister couldn't wait to go out yeah. with his with her boyfriend, and just which is why as you as you grow older and kind of part ways a little bit more, mm -hmm. it's more important to have those to have traditions. Time. Exactly, because the way I see it, dude, is like you you don't know when it's gonna end. Right. You don't know. Like every year, there might be one less person, and that should you know? tell you how much you should start building those relationships. Right. Because. And that's something that helped me build my relationship with my dad is like, uh, uh, I don't want him to die without knowing how much I love him and without knowing how much I forgive him mm -hmm. for what he did. And just knowing that we were actually able to have a, a relationship. Right. And I don't want to live my life wondering what if, what if I made peace with my dad? What if I, what if I didn't hold all these grudges? So to me, it was important for me to be like, listen, I, I don't care no more. Like it hurts. It still hurts from time yeah. to time. It still fucking hurts. But I don't want to live my life. Once you leave, I don't want to live my life like, fuck, I didn't do this with my dad. Fuck, man. Like, I don't. Yeah. So whenever he parts ways and he goes wherever he's supposed to go, I'll be like, you know what? I have the best relationship with my dad. And I'm happy. Right. That the last years that I had with him were great. And dog. Yeah. So everything's kind of, you know, all relationships have their, their base mm -hmm. things, you know, checking in, being honest, having boundaries. The most important part is understanding that you build relationships on how you treat yourself. Exactly. So you have to be aware of yourself in order to build good relationships. Yeah. So if you're a fucking idiot, that's what you're going to bring to the table. If you don't have morals, then that's what you bring to the table. If yeah. you don't have standards, if you don't have this, if you don't have that, that's the people around you. Mm -hmm. But when you start bearing those standards, when you start bearing yourself, when you start bearing who you are, you start bringing better people to your life. Right. I think, like, the nice thing about, or I guess, like, my favorite thing that was about my ex-wife's family was they had a lot of traditions. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. I yeah. mean, like... Her dad lived on, I don't want to say like land, but I mean, he had like, I think it was like three quarters of an mm -hmm. acre or something like that. Big ass yard. He had a big pool and he had his own custom built smoker and stuff like that. So every holiday, I mean, like 4th of July, we would go out there, we would set up a volleyball net. Everybody would play volleyball and swim, get hammered, you know, and... He dude. would smoke like he would he would be smoking this meat, dude. Holy shit, dude was the best fucking meat smoker of all time, dude. Dude, that's like the craziest thing that like you're saying that because like before I started dating or dating out of my race, basically all I heard from my like, ex's parents was like, Is he a good man? or blah 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 and it was like kinda like the dad will give you like a Yeah bad look and shit. Like when I went out on my race and started dating my my first white girl, dude, her family was awesome. Like her family was just fucking awesome. Yeah, they treated and some of them were like this. Some of them. Are I remember yeah. even her grand her grandparents. Dude, they went to their uh, their house for Thanksgiving. Mm 
Yeah. And I remember walking into the house and like his grandpa, her grandpa, his, her grandpa, like, dude, he just like received me with open arms. Like, he yeah. was like, oh, you're ready? Yeah. Oh, nice to meet you, Eddie. He fucking hugged yeah. me. Welcome to the house. Come grandma. get you a shit ton of food, dude. Yeah. Like, go eat. <laughs> like, we have a lot of desserts. Yeah. We have a lot of this. Like, her whole family, dude, like, was so, like, accepting and loving yeah. and, and, like, it really opened my eyes to, like, a whole different thing. Because, like, I was used to, like, rejection and, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, now we're going to go to her family. And yeah. His cousins are going to look me dirty or her, like, this or that. And going from that, let's say going from toxic to, like, more healthy stuff. Yeah. It was, like, a shock for me, dude. Right. Like, everybody fucking loves me, respects me, talks to me. Like, yeah. even her dad, dude, like, uh, he will, like cook for us like he mm-hmm. would grill some steaks and Eddie how do you want yours oh this way her mom was fucking great too like like it was a great experience or beforehand where they're like hey what does Eddie like to drink exactly we're gonna you know get a yeah. two liter for him you know not like, only that do like Christmases and like uh, even in Christmas like they will get me gifts and stuff like yeah. that like it was awesome like they will do the sock thing yeah and the stocking the yeah. stocking it would be great dude like it would be a great experience so it's like traditions knowing other type of people because we'll say like oh mexicans have the best traditions like no we don't we have some toxic shit too <laughs> and i didn't learn I mean, like other. every culture yeah. has something different exactly and there's usually like a story behind how that shit happened but mm-hmm. fucking white families bro we like to we get down bro. yeah i'll say that like when we get together we fucking eat mm-hmm. you know like we may not get hammered or anything but we fucking eat bro like it gives us a reason to be obese because the, the, the <laughs> other thing that even like my friendships do like i can say that i have more <laughs> white friendships than mexican friendships right like i be and i'm not saying that i'm against my culture and stuff like i love i love who i fucking am and i will be always be proud of fucking being mexican like i will never be ashamed of that like i'm proud of who the fuck i am and where i come from but at the same time i'm not gonna let that stop me from experiencing other stuff or like if i'm toxic relationships i'm gonna leave those toxic relationships and get better relationships you know right so it's like i know where i come from but at the same time i know where i'm going from i'm going to Mm -hmm. so it's like if for some reason i don't have more mexican relationships or friends that white friends or black friends like i don't care dude like as long as you're good to me and as long as we treat each other with respect and yep. all that shit and we have a common goal and we're going somewhere that's what i want because that's the thing man like i want my friends to fucking win i want you to win i want roberto to win i want jose to win i want like all my friends i want them to win i want them to be so fucking successful right now you're buying a house I'm happy for you. I'm ready to start those traditions now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm ready happy, to get the yeah. grill and invite people over. And I'm happy for you, dude. Just like I'm happy for Roberto buying his house. You know? Like, I'm happy for you guys. And it's just like, yes. I'm yes. going to be happy for Roberto as soon as he ends this beef we're in right now. Yeah, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I was waiting for that fucking breakfast. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. Fucking Roberto. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I think... I think we give some great information on the pot on this podcast, and um, I think. Uh, well, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I just think it's been really good information. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Sean? Nah, man. Just um, boundaries, baby. Boundaries. <laughs> I think that's like the one big thing here. Self-respect and boundaries. Yeah. Self-respect and boundaries. That, that just shows you how other people need to treat you. Exactly. You know? If you, uh, you know, well, lay them down. This has been a good podcast. It's Sunday for us. This is going to come on Wednesday. Hope you guys are having a fucking great week. And if you're not, remember that it's just one bad day, not a bad week. So keep working on it, keep hustling, keep doing what you're doing. I will see you on the next one. But first, you can follow Shanzi at... At that motherfucker Shanzi, at that MF Shanzi. And you can follow Eddie at... At underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore, at underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore. And you can follow the InfoGradence podcast at... At 
in for greatness. That easy. Guys, we love you. We see you. And we see you in the next one. Pam. 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 Pam.